Welcome to an LTFC Studio Production. Episode 11, recorded November 19th, 2017, titled, Give Thanks, with Pastor Ron Robinson speaking. Uh, Governor William Brad- Bradford of the 1920 Pilgrim Colony, Plymouth Plantation, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, proclaimed, All ye pilgrims with your wives and little ones do gather at the meeting house on the hill there to listen to the pastor and render thanksgiving to the Almighty God for all his blessings. This is the origin of the annual Thanksgiving Day celebration. Uh, Thanksgiving occurred back then on, well, there's a wide range of of times, but probably uh, around November of 1621, they pulled together and gave God thanks, thanking him for the harvest, for God's many blessings. Um, I want you to take a moment real quick turn to your neighbor and just tell them what you like most about Thanksgiving. Go ahead and do that real quick, all right? Just tell your neighbor what you enjoy most about Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay. How many uh, said food? Eating food, yeah. Okay. How many had uh, time with family in there? Yep, yep. How many had playing games? Nobody? How about nothing? Okay. (laughs) Hunting. Ah, okay. Yes, hunting. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we have a wide variety of, of... activity and fun that we do not only on Thanksgiving Day but the days leading up to it, the week of Thanksgiving. Um, I have found that as time goes on, uh, Thanksgiving has probably become uh, equally uh, enjoyable to me as one of my favorite holidays, Christmas being Well, I can't say that because I like Easter, too. I like what that all stands for. But I really enjoy Thanksgiving. And probably the greatest reason why is because of family, because of quality time together. And, you know, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking how much God delights in his family and being with family uh, and his family being with him. And so, um, again, just couldn't help but think of that. We have, in the last several years, enjoyed just pulling together uh, with extended family, and um, we kind of meet together in a rustic, somewhat rustic uh, lodge, hunting lodge in um, uh, near Bedford, PA. It's uh, called Hemlock Hills, and it's just a great time. We come together for about three days and just have a lot of fun, mostly eating, 
mostly games, including capture the flag at night. Uh, although we haven't done that maybe the last couple years because um, the ones that used to lead it, all of us, have kind of slowed up on that end. But anyway, it's been fun. We, we enjoy it. <clears throat> I ran across this funny story the other day, and so I thought I would share it with you. It's entitled, A Funny Reminder to Be Thankful by... Um, Grace Smith, all right? And this is how it goes. Two old friends met each other on the road or on the street one day. One looked forlorn, almost on the verge of tears. His friend asked, what has the world uh, done to you, my old friend? The sad fellow said, let me tell you, three weeks ago, my uncle died and left me $40,000. That's a lot of money. But you see, two weeks ago, a cousin I never even knew died and left me $85,000, free and clear. Sounds to me that you've been very blessed. You don't understand, he interrupted. Last week, my great aunt passed away. I inherited almost a quarter of a million from her. Now, the man's friend was really confused. Then why do you look so glum? This week, nothing. <laughs> this is the problem <laughs> when we receive something on a regular basis. Even when it is a gift, uh, we come to expect it, almost like an entitlement. And we can even feel hurt, angry, if we don't receive it any longer, like the blessings of God. By that I mean sometimes, you know, his blessings, he blesses us with so many things. But over a course of time, Maybe, um, you know, uh, we begin to just focus in on that and believe to um, look at that. I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to stay focused here. It's just a little hard sometimes. Um, let me re rephrase that. Um, just when we get his blessings on a regular basis, um, you know, we, we begin to thank him initially, all right? But then over some time, we just kind of um, begin to expect that that's, he's going to always do that. And so we tend to, I, at least I have sometimes, tended to not take time to acknowledge that. Even in some cases, when we see God has blessed others, and maybe we didn't quite receive that same blessing, we might be a little upset. Or angry that, you know, we haven't experienced that too. When all along, if we just pause and gather ourselves and just focus on him and really who he is and how he has blessed us, we see we have so much to be thankful for. 
I couldn't help but think because of this being Thanksgiving, this would be a great time to look at Psalms. Psalms means the book of songs or book of praises. And the last six chapters or Yes, the last six chapters of Psalm are really directed toward praising God, acknowledging him as Lord of all. Um, today's text is taken from Psalms 95. So if you have your Bibles, I'd ask that you turn to Psalms 95 and we will read that text together, all right? Psalms 95. If you would, let's stand and we'll read verses 1 through 3 and then verses 6 and 7, okay? 1 through 3, we'll skip down to 6 and 7. And you can read it with me out loud, okay? Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In verse 6, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Father, we pray that you would bless this word to our hearts. We thank you and praise you today that you are Lord of all. And Father, we say today, you are Lord of our lives. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, Psalms 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Verse 2 says, Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving here uh, in the translation, in the Hebrew translation, means bringing God a sacrifice of praise. Let us come before him with thanksgiving let's come before him with a sacrifice of praise what is a sacrifice of praise well often we think of it as maybe uh, thanks adoration praise um, what I like about this is the fact that it also comes from um, the Hebrew word um, yada, which means um, to throw out or to extend upward. And the root of yada is yad, which means hands. So when we bring before God a sacrifice of praise, the picture is we bring before him this praise with extended arms and joyful, exuberant praise and thanksgiving before God. 
That is what a sacrifice of praise is. What does it mean also then to bring a sacrifice? It means that we are to bring this before him continually. All right? Now, that might be, uh, we might think about that and think, how can we continually be praising God all the time? You know, I've got to work. Uh, I can't be doing that while I'm driving. All right? Continually praising God is a mindset. It's an attitude of worship. And we can be doing that all the time. It's also our profession of who he is as Lord. And so when we take the opportunity to declare his goodness, when we take the opportunity to declare his lordship in our lives, that's the sacrifice of praise. And again, getting that picture of doing it joyfully before him, exuberantly before him, is a great picture. And it's something that we are called to do all the time. Psalms 147.1 says that praise is beautiful and agreeable with us. I also like, there's really, there's so many psalms that speak to praise and extolling God. I encourage you to, this week, as you think about Thanksgiving, look at least over the last six chapters of psalms, all right? And, and read those. Uh, read them through in their entirety, then go back and read it as a prayer of praise before God. I know you'll be blessed. Psalms 100 tells us why we praise. We praise God because he is good. There's no end to his mercy. His truth, his word endures forever. Hallelujah. In fact, in Psalms 100, it says his truth extends to all generations. And then when we look at Psalms 103, I get blessed when I just pause and read this through carefully. You know, sometimes when I'm thinking about how do I praise God, this is a good Um, chapter to read as a prayer and I just highlighted every other one so you, you could see it better we should praise the Lord why because he forgives hallelujah because he heals all our diseases he redeems our life from the pit he crowns us with love and compassion he satisfies us he redeems us I think I already said that he renews us and of course he is righteous and just 
He's compassionate, gracious, slow to anger. And I like this one, abounding in love. I also like the fact that uh, he will not always remain angry. He will not always accuse. He doesn't treat us as our sins dictate he should treat us. But he's merciful and loving. There's a lot wrapped up in Psalms 103, isn't there? Psalms 150, I think, was selected as the last psalm in this collection of songs or praises because of the significance of this particular one. It's actually a doxology. Okay? What is a doxology? Well, you know, you've probably sang the doxology in the hymn, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. You know that one? Yeah, that's a doxology. What you're doing is you're proclaiming the goodness, the greatness of God. And that's what this whole chapter is about. But it's, it's a buildup, it's a climax to all the praises within this uh, collection of, of songs. I like it because Psalms 150 uh, helps us to understand this. It says, praise the Lord, praise God. Where? In his sanctuary. And the word sanctuary, or the words in his sanctuary, are really important in this respect if we look at First um, Peter, and we look at what Peter's telling us, beginning in verse 4, we come up with this understanding that as we come to Christ, who was the living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen as precious, when we come to him with our praise, we, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. Our praises usher in God's lordship, his blessing, his provision, his protection, all of that. And then he is, as we are doing that continually, he is building us up as living stones being built up as a spiritual house. What do we mean by spiritual house? We mean a sanctuary, a place where Christ inhabits, where he lives. Why do you think it's so hard sometimes to praise God? <laughs> because it's so powerful. When we just talk about what all praise does, and you know, so many times we just don't feel like praising God. Well, 
It's because we live in a world that's still under the oppression of the enemy. But as we who love Christ, as we who love the Lord, we, the redeemed, declare his lordship in our lives and praise him, praise him exuberantly. The scripture tells us he begins to build us up as his spiritual habitation. Hallelujah. Also like what he says further in 1 Peter, verse 9. He's building us up into this spiritual house, this sanctuary. Why? To be a holy priesthood. You see, this doxology in 150, Psalms 150, scholars feel was a psalm that was written and directed more to the Levitical priests of the time. It was like um, a song to rally them, to encourage them in what their priestly duties were all about. And so as they would sing this song together, their spirits would raise and praise and adoration before God. They would be built up as living stones so that as they began to share those praises with others, they would be in a position to do that. Well, because of Christ, he makes us a royal priesthood. That's why it's possible for us to experience exactly what they experienced as God's ambassadors, as God's leaders um, in teaching the word and sharing the word with others. I like what it says in, uh, in that latter part. I'm going to read 1 Peter, uh, beginning with verse 7. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. You see, that's, that describes our world right now, doesn't it? that describes the culture of the day because they've turned their back on God. His message has become a rock of offense, a stumbling stone. But we as Christ, like I said, are built up in him. Verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Also like, and this is kind of my closing here, after we read this in the first part of Psalms 150, not only does it tell us where we praise him in the sanctuary, and it says, 
in his mighty heavens. And of course, we know that is his heavenly places, meaning his surrounding all around us. That's where we praise him. It also tells us why, because his acts of power, his surpassing greatness, gets into the how, tells us we are to do this because it's exuberant praise. The psalmist begins to list some ways that we can express that, but I, I see it and others see it as only a sampling of ways that we can be creative in joyfully expressing our love and our praise and our gratitude back to God. And that is, it lists here, with harp and lyre, with musical instruments, with trumpets, with cymbals, with tambourines, with dancing. Remember in David, was so filled with praise that he was dancing in the streets, dancing with really very little on because he was just dancing before God, expressing this exuberant praise before him. That's who he was offering his sacrifice of praise to. It didn't matter about his circumstances. That's my challenge to you today. God wants us to focus our praise and thanksgiving on him. Don't worry how we look, how we feel, even when we don't feel like expressing it. As we begin to lift our voice in thanksgiving and praise to him, he will inhabit that. He will build us up and minister as his royal priesthood. Praise his name. The psalmist's instruction and mighty appeal is very clear. Let Everything that has breath, praise him. This breath that is referenced here in this passage actually goes back to Genesis 2-7 where we read that God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Man taking his first breath, aided entirely by the Creator God who shared his breath with man, in so doing, teaching man how to breathe. This declaration in Psalms 150 is for everyone and everything that can breathe. We are to praise the name of the Lord. So this Thanksgiving season, I encourage you, as I'm sure many of you do, that is one favorite thing 
I like that has been happening in our extended family because it's so neat to hear how the children express their thanks, what they value as worthy of praise. Sometimes it kind of uh, shows us up, (laughs) you know? Well, praise him, all right? Praise him with a joyful noise, exuberantly before him. Today I want to end with us standing together, and we're going to sing one more song of praise before the Lord is in closing. All right? Thank you for joining us for this message from Pastor Run. We hope that this message has helped draw you closer to God. We also hope that you will be able to join us for our Sunday worship as we would love to have you be a part of our church family. Our Sunday school starts at 9 a.m. and Sunday worship starts at 10 a.m. Don't forget to check out our website where you can find our address and our church phone number. The website is trinityfriends.com. Once again, that's trinityfriends.com. While there, feel free to check out the calendar for upcoming church events that are happening as well. And feel free to check out our new Facebook page to stay up to date on all the new activities that are happening as well. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, God bless. Speak to me.